You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host April Bond, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, April. I am so glad to have you with me, Queen. Um, you saved the day a couple of weeks ago, and I tapped you again as one of our queens of intellect to come down and, you know, to keep 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 me in order. You know, we got a pretty pretty uh, juicy show I think today, and uh, so you know I got you on here to keep me in order. So if you will, queen, say hello to all the truth seekers out there and give them a little bit of your background, uh, whatever you would like to share to the truth seekers listening today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Montoya. Very happy to be here. You know, I love uh, coming in with uh, everybody and, and checking in. You're absolutely right. I think that the show is definitely going to be a wet, 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 very wet show. Very juicy. And uh, I am April Bonds. I am a, a behavioral scientist by trade. And uh, I, what I do is I look at organizations and uh, I restructure them uh, for a design of what we call organizational agility. But my focus is on people, uh, people, behaviors, outcomes. And uh, I am an uh, uh, amateur historian, <laughs> definitely uh, love black people the most, and uh, very happy to be here. Yeah, I uh, am a, a scholar practitioner, lots of uh, research, uh, have a master's in organizational effectiveness and leadership, and um, a lot of other certifications, but basically it's just gobbledygook to say that I focus on people. And again, uh, we are going to be talking about people and our perceptions of uh, behavior and outcomes of the culture. So uh, definitely uh, topics that uh, spark my interest, and uh, we can move forward with our very, very wet show. 
Nah, absolutely. I know that's kind of, uh, I said juicy, but I think you're more correct to call it the wet show. <laughs> uh, with this morning's discussion question, if you're a first-time listener, we do do our show in the form of a question. Uh, I go by the name Black Socrates, just simply using the Socratic method, asking all the right questions, hoping to get to some, you know, some answers that could, t- you know, mean something in our lives, and yeah, this one right here is definitely a cultural or social topic, if you will, and this morning's discussion question is, Society 2021, cancel a Disney character, celebrate WAP, where are we headed? So, I like to typically start this show off, when you first heard me word the question, and I trust me, it took me three, four days to try to figure out how I was going to even word this question because uh, obviously, again, it can go a lot of places. I had people beating me up for the week, like, why are we even comparing these things? And, and so I get it. Uh, <laughs> but when you first heard it, word it as this. Can you recall your first original thought? Yeah. Uh, my my original thought was, okay, well, here, here we go again. We're, we're uh, trying to police the behavior of women and compare them to um, – the uh, disruption of children and their intellect and training of their behavior. Uh, but I do feel like it's a conversation that's worth having. And uh, while I, I'm pretty sure that uh, many folks will definitely kind of harp on that one end, um, as you and I both know, there are lots of nuances, lots of um, impacts that are in between that we can certainly discuss uh, that leave um, room for larger discussions on what happens in our culture and what our norms are and how we've evolved. So I, I do think it's going to be a, a very interesting topic, even though um, I can certainly understand that initial visceral reaction uh, that a lot of women would have. What, why the heck are you comparing a cartoon character with a real greasy slime ball who doesn't know what boundaries are, or how to say, or take no for answer? versus uh, grown women talking about what they want to do with their vagina with other people. But nonetheless, lots of room for discussion in between. Definitely looking forward to all of the opinions, um, valuing all of them, and having some very intelligent discussions about what that is with regard to impact to our culture. Now, you absolutely surmise everything correctly. Um, You know, obviously, um, like you said, the title itself, it definitely could create, as you said, that visceral reaction. But um, as we, as I mentioned, you know, in the intro, um, you know, just basically having the conversations that America's afraid to have, and what I always say that we specialize on the mental dialogue talk show, no matter what the title of the show might be, we specialize in nuance. And I think there's a lot of nuance. Um, that doesn't even have to do with whether we're comparing these things together or not. There's a lot of things that can be discussed when it comes to um, the cultural aspects of these various things, as, we, as, as we're mentioning in this title, right? The, um, the celebration of WAP, oh, yeah. it just really just happened to be on the tail end of the Grammy performance. Uh, you know, this past, was past week or so ago, um, happening at the same time as Disney makes it known that they're no longer going to um, use Pepe Le Pew and, they're gonna, and they, they cut them out of, um, um, the, you know, they edited them out of the last Space Jam, from what I understand. And so all on the tail end of this also, and, and as as 
conservatives kind of came after Cardi B after her performance. I'm uh, talking about the Dr. Seuss books that Dr. Seuss, uh, the company, I don't know the actual company name or whatever, but they themselves said, hey, we're going to pull these certain books. And so some conservatives took the opportunity to come after her and say, hey, you know, we're celebrating what, but hey, these books are banned. So there's a lot of nuance and makes this very worthy of discussion. And the, in a sense, the only reason that this is even grouped together is just because it happened all at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because yeah. uh, the idea of WAP, if you will, that kind of hit the its cultural head when the song first dropped. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. revisiting it now is almost secondary. It's already kind of been there, done that. But in the event, again, that it happened, that these cancellations of Pepe Le Pew and cancellations of Dr. Seuss just so happened wow the Grammy and you know to her credit I don't watch a lot of TV or whatever but I don't you know obviously preparing for this show saw the performance by Cardi B and, and, and <laughs> her own features you were uh, yeah, of course I saw it but here it is hey how about this I didn't watch it I didn't watch it, it, it happened. I just went you know obviously let me go at least let me go at least see what it was and what I want to say is the performance was amazing <laughs> Like, like, regardless of how I feel or don't feel about it, right? I'm, I'm like, I'm like, it was all the Grammy. I see why it was the premier performance, but not for like necessarily the wrong reasons, if you will. They just did an amazing job. I'll say, considering the subject, I don't know if you saw it, uh, and then let me know if you did. Oh, did. But oh. even I'll say, considering the subject matter, it was done in a, in a in an amazing way. And again, it's not about. We'll get into how we feel about this subject, but I'm just saying I have to give them credit having because I don't watch TV at all, but I did go watch it knowing that I was preparing for the show, and I was blown away. Uh, we got about 30 seconds before we go to break. Uh, any quick thoughts on the performance, and then we'll come back hot and heavy with the discussion question. I mean, it, uh, based on the content matter, I think it was relatively tame. And can we at least say that when that premiered, it was after 10 o'clock. If you've got your child up on a Sunday after 10 o'clock and there's a school day the next day, I, I don't have questions for the Grammys. I have questions for you. Why is your five, six, seven-year-old up at 10 o'clock watching TV instead of in bed getting ready to go to school the next day? Hey, good question. We're going to come back from the break and get hot and heavy into this morning's discussion question. Society 2021, cancel a Disney character, celebrate WAP. Where are we headed? We'll be right back. But all I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways. Every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. If you are a small business owner, do you and your accountant implement a tax strategy to pay quarterly taxes throughout the year? Or do you wait until the end of year during tax season to write off all expenses to lower your taxable income? If this is you, stop. Call Bennett Tax and Accounting today. With over 15 years of experience working with major companies, this boutique firm has opened up to show small business owners how to strategize like the major companies and position themselves for growth with not only effective tax strategies, but also specializing in new business formation, bookkeeping services, cash flow management, 
payroll and business evaluation to secure bank financing. Basically, all the things you need but have kept putting off. Well, those days are over. Bennett Tax and Accounting to the rescue. Contact them at 770-545-2145. Ask for run. Again, 770-545-2145. And let them save you from yourself. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host April Bond. This morning's discussion question, Society 2021, cancel a Disney character, celebrate WAP, where are we headed? Uh, very good point. Um, prior to the break, April, just the idea of, again, I think I even highlighted, I said, hey, you know, prime time. This is, you know, this performance is prime time, but, you know, and to a degree, you're right. It was 10 o'clock at night. So I think that does definitely put uh, something in Sunday. context. And, on uh, a yeah, Sunday night. Go ahead, Queen. 10 o'clock p.m. on a Sunday night. Oh, this is a Sunday night performance. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah. Make a strong point there, like. Well, maybe they were surprised. Maybe they didn't know about the day. Maybe they didn't know that performance was going to happen. No, they knew. They definitely knew it was going to happen. They had a parental warning right beforehand saying, hey, you probably don't want any minors watching this. Yeah, yeah. But then they said, well, there are kids in the audience. Well, that means that parents brought them there. I'm actually impressed. I'm actually impressed. I'm actually impressed. Actually impressed. But before we go there, before we make this whole thing about WAP, because I don't want to make this whole thing about WAP, as I said, this is a conversation we could have had when it first came out. Uh, again, this is just timing, timed out at the same time as the, in a sense, cancellation of Pepe Le Pew. So I want to kind of start there, and we'll obviously juxtapose and bring this all back in and weave it together as best we can. And so where I want to start was a good friend of mine had made some comments about, um, again, I think the Disney themselves have pretty much decided to um, cancel Pepe Le Pew going forward, and um, and some different columnists around the country kind of took, you know, issue with it, and so it became more of an issue, I guess, in a sense, than it really was, you know, really was. I mean, even when I promoted the show this week, uh, someone was coming at, you know, um, kind of saying to me, um, it's incorrect to say, you know, society censored it, and you know, and the, and the queen, she was absolutely correct in that sense. I was just, you know, I tried to let her know that I was using it figuratively, since even Disney self-censored, if you will, it still kind of made it out to public, you know, out, kind of out to the public to kind of say, hey, this thing, this um, character is being canceled. And so one meme um, that I saw this week, one of my friends made a comment, and I want to start there. And the meme was simply, famous Looney Tune skunk Peppy Le Pew was canceled from all series and movies for kissing a girl without her consent and against her will. Um, a good friend of mine on social, book, social media, um, Maria Lord, she had this to say about that, that meme. And she says, interestingly enough, some men believe the cancellation of this fictional character is indicative uh, as one clown type scrubbing society of masculinity. He then alluded to saying society would not take issue with the character if they were gay, I took a screenshot of, oh, sorry, I'm um, sorry. Um, she says, masculinity is not forcing yourself onto another person. That's sexual assault. 
And if your masculinity is rooted in this kind of behavior, you're not a threat to society and should be treated and revered as such. Um, so what are your thoughts? And, again, let's just kind of bring this thing full circle back to the LePew character. Again, not not being censored by society, Disney choosing to do it themselves, but it definitely sparked the conversations um, this week. Go ahead, Queen. Any thoughts on um, well, her yeah. comments in reference Bravo. to that? Bravo to the, the sister who, who wrote that because uh, she's definitely spot on. Um, and, and I'll take that even a step further, right? It, it wasn't just about him kissing a girl without her consent. This, this cute, he used to give me the creeps as a kid. He was a legit stalker, okay? You could show no, and he would still continue to pursue you and whatever it was that was repugnant about him. You know, we say smell, but basically it's something that's repelling her, right? Something's repugnant about him. And she does not have the right to decline his advances. He's popping up at random spots, trying to kiss her. He's following her wherever she goes. She can't look around or go anywhere without him just popping up and trying to force himself to be part of her affection. I always found that as creepy as a kid. There is, I don't know very many women who looked at that and said, oh, wow. That's just really cute consistency, you know. He, he's just really pursuing it. It was always creepy, but that, that was written from men's point of view, right? Not necessarily valuing our ability to have uh, autonomy over our bodies, over our needs, over our wants, to be able to have the ability just to say no and have healthy boundaries. So I always found that creepy. And uh, I know that he's talking about us canceling Pepe Le Pew, but if they love these characters so much and they feel like it's uh, wiping away masculinity, right, that we're devaluing masculinity, you want everybody um, feminized and we're pushing some uh, fake uh, gay agenda, then why are they out here saying they want to cancel Bugs Bunny? He's, he's transgender. He's non-binary. He cross-dresses. He kisses uh, uh, men and women. Uh, sometimes he's feminine. Sometimes he's not. He's clearly non-binary. They're never saying anything about that. They love these same cartoons. They're in the same universe, but they're never fussing about Bugs Bunny. All of a sudden, they've got to protect Pepe Le Pew. Strong thoughts, Queen. So I said something you know, back to my friend, and I'll say it to you here. And so um, I thought it was unique that Pepe Le Pew would be canceled and in in her comments and you know somewhat somewhat George you want that definitely a lot deeper um but in her comments i i actually took the Pepe Le Pew as someone who was actually never successful at you know in a sense winning his love interest because of his over the top approach to you know never in a sense taking no and i actually thought that was in a sense the lesson the lesson of how this never works. And so I thought it was kind of unique to pick out a character who I wondered, did he, did, was that in a sense the intention to be over top from a cartoon perspective to kind of say, hey, this never works. And, then when I, and I say this from the standpoint of a character that's actually a skunk, uh, you know, so being that name Pepe Le Pew, it actually seemed very intentional in that, as you said, he would be he's repugnant, and so he would always be rejected. And so, 
if I'm correct about that perspective, I'm caring could care less about you know getting rid of our masculinity. So I'm not coming from that perspective at all. But you know, obviously, as she as she pointed out, she saw somebody say such a you know such something to that degree. Uh, I, you know, but again, just getting into the nuance, I was just questioning if that was the intent of Pepe Le Pew. I don't know if I understand the censorship today. Uh, any thoughts on it from that perspective, um, April? Well, yeah, because now you're moving in a in a even more interesting direction. So we could say. If we're, we're, he's uh, trying to date outside of his class or even his race, I mean, uh, it could be anything if we're just kind of having an abstract nuance on it that way, uh, because he always pursued cats or something else that wasn't a skunk or anything that resembled kind of like a skunk, but we knew it, it wasn't so it was a little more questionable, but he never actually pursued an, another skunk, never pursued another well, skunk. Well, let me throw out this real quick. I, don't, I just want to throw this out. Throw this out real quick. Oh, I want you to finish what you're saying. Now, I, just, I was under the impression, and I do recall this, like it would be like a, a cat that got a stripe on the back. So initially he might think it yeah. was a skunk. That's, and I'm, that, I'm not saying that yeah, happens every time, actually, but that definitely was a big thing. But go ahead, Queen. Yeah. Yeah, she would. it would be a cat that would maybe walk under a construction site and some white paint would come on her. And, and so he would look and say, oh, uh, visually you, you seem like you might be a a, a skunk and she wasn't she just looked like a skunk and it would wash off and even after it washed away it would wash away he would still want to pursue her right so it could mm-hmm. say things about um class it could say things about uh race it could say things about social hierarchy right uh but he knew she didn't smell like him it's not like he's Maybe he's immune to his own funk, but I would think that at a certain point you would know how to recognize the pheromones, even if they were cartoons, of another skunk. You, you know what another skunk smells like. He would have said, hey, that's the best-smelling skunk I've ever met in my life. Or, or maybe it would even stink because he expects all of the skunks to smell a certain way and that smells good to him. And then all of a sudden another one that visually looks like a skunk walks by, but it doesn't smell like a skunk well, that's unique let me go after that who knows we go down that rabbit hole and probably be spending the rest of the show <laughs> talking about that that level of nuance but that is really definitely is an interesting take because it could if you're looking at it you know for symbolism it could be speaking to um going outside of uh what is uh considered part of your social hierarchy as well I mean, yeah, I mean, I think you're taking it even deeper than what I'm saying. I got a, we got a caller here, so we're going to go to the caller here in a quick second. And I'm just simply from the standpoint, if the intent was to, in a sense, which is, again, what I, is the lesson I thought I learned from this over-the-top character was this is exactly what you don't do to actually pursue a war. So I was just kind of saying that the character had the intent to be over-the-top to, in a sense, teach young boys not to act this way. That it was just kind of unique to me to see it being um, – in a sense, canceled in retrospect. I just, and, per, and I'll, I'll always make this comment and kind of keep it moving, that um, I just thought it should just, maybe you just don't have the character going forward. It just seemed unique to kind of publicly put out that you're going to, um, you know, keep pushing it, uh, that you're going to get, in a sense, canceled, if you will, and put it out publicly in 2021. My um, friend Shelly Winters had a comment on it, and I'm pretty sure that's going to set this thing off. But let's go to the caller first. 
Every code, 612, last three, 103. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Yes, good morning, sir. My name is Mike. I'm calling from Minneapolis. Um, thank you for taking my call. And um, again, Good morning to everyone listening. Um, I just wanted to say to the, the sister that I was speaking, I didn't catch her name, but she borrows a couple points. And hey, she said, uh, she mentioned that there's a so-called gay agenda, and then she mentioned that the, she tried to make it seem like what Disney did was somehow this, this representation of trying to reject toxic masculinity or that, you know, Pepe Le Pew was somehow has to do with the fact that he was, you know, pursuing a woman in a way that was uncomfortable, which that's a fair point. But when you look at the broader, you know, the behavior of Disney the last, say, two or three years and the type of things that they're canceling, the type of people they've been canceling, it's clearly they are favoring a certain side politically. And anyone who has a contrarian view to, let's say, the liberal political view on any matter is immediately either fired or canceled by Disney. And we see that all throughout society. But as far as the gay agenda, there's obviously a gay agenda going on, and it's, and it's based in the West, and it's being trying to be imposed on the rest of the world. Most famously, we saw the confrontation between Obama and the president of Kenya due to the fact that Obama was trying to pressure several African countries to decriminalize homosexuality and to teach it in the schools, which anyone who knows African culture... Yeah, you got Western countries trying to pressure countries in the East to embrace homosexuality and to teach it in education. So there's obviously a gay agenda. I mean, homosexuality is being taught and promoted in a way, even in America, that was unheard of 20 years ago. So to, to say that say, it's so-called... Brother, say, first, say, your, say your first name again, brother. My name's Michael. Hi, right, Michael. So, Michael, let me ask you this, and I'm pretty sure April wants to respond, and I'll let her. Um... So, and I'm just trying to make sure I'm connecting everything. So, are you, are you, did you see somehow the, again, you know, Disney chose to cancel this character themselves, some themselves. So, are you saying that somehow the cancellation of Le Pew is fitting into the things you're discussing now, or are you just addressing the comment that she made? I'm just trying to see if this is, co- if it is connected to the Le Pew cancelization, yeah. or you were just kind of putting okay. it out because of what you heard April say. Yes, sir. No, I was just I was just addressing her content because the way she was addressing this, and she was sort of dismissive of the concept of cancel culture and and the whole. Because she mentioned the so-called gay agenda, she tried to tie that in. And I noticed a lot of people who are okay. Let me go ahead and let her respond to you. Yeah, yeah. I'll go ahead and let her um, respond to you. Again, I was just trying to see if the Lapu character relates to that as well. But go ahead, April. um, Let you go ahead. You um, you can respond to Michael. Uh, sure. Hi, Michael. So uh, let, let's clarify this. Disney and Warner Brothers, two very different companies, and uh, all of the Looney Tunes characters fall under Warner Brothers. So we can't we can't put Pepe with like Mickey, right? Those the two different two different lines there, right? Mickey belongs with with Bugs and 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 Elmer Fudd and and Daffy. So that's all Warner Brothers, not not Disney. So let's let's clarify that. Uh, secondly, if when you say things like there's a gay agenda, right, it reminds me very much of when uh, conservatives, who I, whom I like to call confederates, because that's what they're conserving. They're conserving the values that were aligned from the confederacy, and they were just kind of morphed back into the culture and became American uh, values and American principalities. And 
these arguments sound really similar to how they felt about black folks and a black agenda, right? The agenda was for them to just be able to have the same rights, the same life, the same happiness that we do. I've never seen any, uh, any people out of a collective in LGBTQ wanting to force themselves and their practices or their happiness, their personal self-happiness, the things that make them happy that they're free to do on another human being without their choice. I've not seen an agenda that says that they get to come in your home and convert you, nor are black people coming around to white folk and saying, hey, because I want to be able to um, live where I want to live, go to school, have the same economic opportunities, not have uh, systemic racism oppress my ability to build wealth. Does that take away anybody else's opportunity? When you've been granted certain privileges for an extended period of time, anytime anybody that's seen in a lower hierarchy in our society wants to be able to level that and make it more flat, they always feel threatened. So my question would be, maybe that should uh, cause some self-reflection, some internal reflection saying, why do you feel impacted by someone else's need to not be oppressed by you. And when okay. I say oppressed, Michael, we you don't have the same level of privileges that you have. Okay. So, Michael, well, um, we got about 30 seconds before the, um, if you will, Michael. Okay, so homosexuality yeah, 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 we, we got about 30 seconds before saying. the break. Can so, I, Michael, 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 can you hear me? Michael, can yeah. you hear me? Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, I'll, I'm get you, can you, I'll keep you on after the break to get your response. Are you good with that? Okay. Yeah, you want right, me to wait? We are. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, just I'll keep you on hold. I'm okay. keep you on the line, basically. And when we come out of the break, we'll let you respond, and then we'll get to the next call. Yep. All right, we'll be yeah, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. All I ask is that you think.
Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host April Bond. This morning's discussion question, Society 2021, Council of Disney Characters Celebrate WAP. Where are we headed? We have caller Michael out of Indianapolis on the line with us. Give him a chance to respond. Go ahead. Thanks for being on with us. Go ahead, Brooke, with your, answer, with your response. I'll make it, I'll make it, make it quick about the issue of because oftentimes people try to conflate race and homosexuality the same as if you can compare black and homosexuality in any way, shape, or form. Number one, as a black man, I never had to come out of the closet as a black man and then now to the world I'm black. That's number one. Number two, you can look at all the economic figures that show that homosexualities are not anywhere near in the same economic plight as the black community. So there's no comparison in the two. Third point when it comes to this, when it comes to the black, the homosexual agenda, why that's different is this is an issue of morality. It's an issue of whether something is morally acceptable or not, which is what the homosexuals have been fighting for. They've not been fighting to be treated like human beings like black people have. Homosexuals are trying to fight to make their behavior morally and culturally acceptable, which is a very different thing. That's that's what the argument is. That's why in Africa today, like a black continent and nations, they reject homosexuality on the basis of it being an immoral act that they have nothing to do with. Now, you may not accept that because you have a different worldview. You may view it in a different matter, but that's what it is. Now, when you have a society like America going to other countries and other cultures and telling them to accept something that them as a them as a group of people have rejected and trying to put financial pressure on them to change it, that's obviously an agenda. There's nothing else to call about it. They're clearly trying to promote something and push it on to other people. Now, it's interesting how, and I'm assuming you're on the left politically. You said you was making During it quick, but I got another call, so we got yeah, to wrap okay, it up. I'm wrapping up right I'm wrapping up right uh, so, so people like herself used to make an objection to say, well, remember when Christians got involved heavily in politics during the 80s, 90s, and 2000s? They called them the Christian right. They said these people are wrong because they're trying to use politics to impose a set of views and values on others who do not share that, which is a valid point. Notice how when it comes to their side with the LGBT agenda, they have no problem violating that and going and imposing a set of views and values and, share, and pointing out on people that don't share it and trying to force all society to accept, accept something they reject, which is what they're doing. So this is what right, we're trying to put out there. Thank, thank you for your three cents, King. Definitely appreciate it. you. i got other calls i got to get to. Um, April, I'll let you yes, respond sir. before thank I go you. to another caller, though. Now, thank you for your call today. Yeah. I, April, give me I, a quick thought before I go to another caller. Yep, I'm going to keep it simple. Because let me say this before you answer. Let me say this real quick. Let me say this real quick, Queen. Because I, I really don't want the show to be hijacked by that. Because there's so many other nuances we can get into. But I'm going to definitely let, you know, I definitely yeah. respect all opinions. So I'll allow it to come to the show. If you've got an opinion, you are allowed to bring it to this show. So no problem. But yeah, go ahead and give a quick response before I go to the next caller. Yeah, I'm going to say that James Baldwin 100% he's saying that is that there are no gay black men uh, and that they haven't always been around. And more so, um, I think that he's uh, seeing where there is a parallel, uh, which is based in patriarchy. And patriarchy is one of those very strong tenets that maintains white supremacy, which he claims to hate so much. Uh, that's all I have to say about that is uh, reference James Baldwin in any of his writings. I got you. Cause I'm still mad we ain't figuring out if they made the character just to to make him repugnant on purpose. And if that's the reason, why is he canceled? I want, why we ain't talking about that? Well, there's another point to that that you guys keep missing, too. Let me, you let me do realize that. Let me call the way. Okay. Yeah, the caller's been waiting. Let me get the caller. I, 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 I don't care if y'all don't answer my question or not. 
It's all good. I am. I am going to answer. Let's go to the caller. Six, seven, eight, last three, nine, eight, four. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents of this morning's discussion. Hey, Montoya. It's uh, Soul Scribe. <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> Hey, how you doing, Queen? Thanks for getting in with us. What you got for us this morning? So, um, I'm listening, and it's just funny when I hear the word uh, agenda, the gay agenda, because it's like, it's, why is it an agenda? Why, you know, for many years we have uh, ridiculed this community, we've excluded them, we've mocked them. Um, I see it as we see you, we love you, and we're going to include you. I don't see it as an agenda, you know, as far as far as you can say. You know, homosexuality has existed and has been hidden for as long as people remember, you know, because a lot of people say it's immoral and, you know, it's brought on by religious perspective. And, uh, but we don't remind forcing religion and promoting that to everyone, um, including non believers, you know. Um, I have family members, community, you know, who are in the LGBT community, you know, and it really hurts me to hear people say there's a gay agenda. I haven't seen any commercials for the gay community saying, hey, Join us today. Sign up. Call this number. You know what I mean? Like, where's the force coming from? You know, we want to see ourselves as black people in television and magazines and commercials. And I know it's race and sexual, you know, two different things. But we want to see ourselves be represented in all those different platforms. You know, why can't we start including and embracing them? They've been hidden. They've been hidden. They've been ridiculed. They've been, you know, beaten, tortured because of who they love. And what they do with their own body, like I don't, it does, it just it really upsets me because we have family, we have church members, we have people close to us, friends, you know, in this community, and here we are, you know, bashing them because of their choice, you know, and saying, oh, we can't include them, no, we can't talk about them. It's just really. <sighs> Can you hear the frustration? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I definitely and the hear the They just want to be visible. They just want to be visible. Yeah. They just want to have visibility yeah. and and not be hidden. And we cannot say right. we have a black agenda if we're not including all of aspects of our black folks. This this is right. a part and subset of our people. We can't have them out here being hurt and killed just because they yes. want to be able to be free and visible. It's it's not cool. right. Right, right, and and on the mat on the matter of, of WAP, you know, men have been talking about it for so long. In records, they're making money. You know, the industry, the sex industry, is huge, and people are making money off of women. You know, and and women, we've been talking about it too, but they want to monetize off of it too. I, you know, what we do with our own bodies and our own choices, you know, is is our is our choice as, as we live in this world. I don't see why so many people want to control it and 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 <laughs> tell us what to do. You know, with you know our bodies, it's it's, it's it's um it's crazy to me. So um, we can celebrate just like men have been celebrating <laughs> WAP. <laughs> but anyway, those are just my reasons. So let me let me throw this out to you, um, Soul Scribe, while we have you on. Um, just a quick thought, because I'm going I'm to say this again. I had no clue that canceling Pepe Le Pew was going to even get us into that subject. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm literally on the show at a loss, like, how did this become the subject this morning? Because I had no clue that this would even come up. Um, but, again, I'm respecting <laughs> this where we went. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I, I do have some comments on that, but I, I'm actually trying to stay away from them because I had no clue that that was, that was a part of Pepe Le Pew being canceled. Like, and I'm not maybe it is, and I'm just unaware of it. But anyway, um, like I said, I had no clue that that was coming up. Uh, but 
um, in reference to what you just said, um, how, like you said, the men have been cap- capitalizing. One thing I heard this or saw this week um, that I thought was a, you know, a decent point or poignant was the idea that um, they said had Cardi B or Megan, had they been background dancers to some guy, this would be a non-issue. And I thought, okay, that's a valid you know, perspective on it. And then here's a little pushback that I would give, and I want to hear your thoughts before I let you go, Soul Scribe, and then April, you can answer this as well. Uh, but the pushback from the standpoint of being in an American society where we, in a sense, are already over-sexualized. And so um, if we can agree that we are over-sexualized in this, um, you know, in this society, if you will, uh, I think that people who would agree with that uh, are not necessarily happy of the exploita- exploitation that men have made money off of this. So for someone who feels that way, the idea that women can do it too doesn't, in a sense, equalize it. It just says, hey, there's there's more sexualization that we don't, in a sense, want our kids exposed to. So if that you know if, if that makes sense, just what's your what would be your response in that sense that hey we're already over sexualized, let's not act like this is harmless. What would you say to that? Um, right. Before we let you go. Yeah, I was. Are we over sexualized? I mean, I you know. Oh, I think I we are. Like so yeah, if you don't, yeah, if you don't, that's fine. But I definitely think we sex, are. As a sex country. has been Absolutely. around for that's a very long time, so, and it's been it's been a lot more visualized these days. Yes. Um, but I think we have a responsibility as time evolves, as we evolve as people, yes, it's become a, a lot more dominant. But sex is everywhere. It's always been everywhere. in magazines and TVs and, you know, um, so many places. I mean, I think it's our responsibility as, as parents to teach. You know, when I was in high school, you know, I, you know, I was listening to the 90s R&D and I, you know, because people grinding and doing all kinds of stuff. But... I was a church girl, and I was taught that it was, you know, fornication was, you know, a sin, and yada yada. So, you know, my upbringing and my beliefs allowed me to remain a virgin. So I was, you know, well into my, you know, young adult, you know, hood. So, you know, I, I don't feel like it's society's, you know, job to parent our children. I feel like it's, it's our job, and, and you know, um, I, I, the sex isn't going away, and men aren't going to stop talking about WAP. And I definitely think that women should have that equal opportunity as well. All right, fair enough. Thank you for your three cents this morning. You're welcome. All right. April, your thoughts. I, I, I do you, so let me ask you, do you think we're over-sexualized as a country? I, I definitely think we are. Again, I'm just saying that's my opinion. And I think people with that perspective, it's not about making it equal. It's too much. But any thoughts on that, Queen? Um, so I'm going to do what I normally do and align it a tenant that moves into a larger part of how we operate in society. Is it really about how sexualized we are or the awareness of it and who's controlling the amount of awareness? If what I'm hearing is that it's awareness, meaning it's more readily accessible, and we're concerned about who's controlling the amount of what we see and putting those limits are uh, on there, I would argue that it might be, again, another visceral reaction to change because traditionally it's been men who've decided how much is visible, who can have what, and overall, collectively, uh, for black folks to even be accepted in any aspect of society here in the West, 
the only acceptable versions of us were the sexualized versions of us. It was, you know, having these weird fantasies about uh, what we had and what we would do and uh, having these ridiculous stereotypes about uh, sexualizing men and women, right? And then when we move out and uh, into reconstruction and deconstruction and we become a little more free and start creating our own societies and having expression of ourselves in those societies, uh, it would be other communities that would want to come in and get a peek of, of what we were doing because, you know, we can't always have that line to uh, say this is our personal space, this is our space. They're, they always want to have that visibility into what it is that we're doing. And that was utilized as a means for prosperousness and entertainment. That's how we could make money. There, was like only, there were very few avenues for us to be able to earn money. Now, yeah, there are more avenues available, but the restriction of how much was visible and who could profit from that absolutely changed. So I don't think that the level of, uh, of sexualization has changed. We've always been overtly sexual. The difference is the technology that makes it uh, more visible, readily accessible, and aware. And I don't necessarily know if that is what we're really concerned about or one area of our society's ability to be able to control and monitor and regulate that for their personal use. Uh, we are up against the break. Now, good comment. Um, I, you know, I have, I have a little slight pushback, and I want to read Shelley's comment that uh, that kind of encompasses the the few character as well as the conversation about WAP, if you will. So we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. But all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes. And I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit. And what I like the most is more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Oh, how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like one. Welcome back to the Vince Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host April Barnes. This morning's discussion question, Society 2021, cancel a Disney character, celebrate WAP, where are we headed? I actually have a comment that I wanted to read from uh, now, our special guest who is on the line with us, Shelly Winters. Um, thank you, King, for being on with us this morning. Uh, this brother is the ho- co-host, the word on the street. So thank you, King, for getting on with us this morning. Uh, if you will, say hello to everybody. Tell them what you do real quick. I'm going to read your comment, and then you can respond to your own comment uh, to get this thing started. But just tell them what you, what you do, brother. Thanks for being on with us, King. 
Oh, th- thank you, Montoya. Always, my apologies. Um, I, I fell back to sleep, but I did. I was asleep. My apologies. Uh, uh, we are on. Uh, my name is Shelly Winter. I co-host with a uh, young sister named Milani Kai, and we co and uh, another two uh, people on our show, DJ Crystal and Scotty B. We co. We do a show on WSB ninety-five point five FM. Um, show called Word on the Street. And we are on every Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. to 12 midnight. And um, it's probably was very kind of it's a different kind of show than conservative talk radio is used to. Uh, we're a different kind of ensemble show that most radio is used to because all voices are represented on our show. And um, it's a good, fun show. We try and be very fun, very enta- entertaining. Um, at the same time, we are informative also, we believe. So please check us out, 95.5 FM or WSBRadio.com, Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. to midnight. Thanks. I enjoy it, man. Congratulations on getting the extra hour and every night as well, man. So congratulations on that. Thank you for being with us this morning's discussion question. Um, this comment, um, again, we'll let you start, kind of give, you know, maybe explain your comment, if you will. I was going to share this comment, whether we got you on or not. And so um, if you will, April, this is, if you recall, the first comment was from my uh, sister by the name of Maria Lord, and this is just a response that Shelly had. Again, I think it encompasses both sides of this morning's discussion. And he just basically said to, um, just kind of pointed out in reference to the Le Pew character, he just says, if you ladies believe any of us men learn from a cartoon skunk how to deal and interact with women, then, then you must also believe that another generation of men learn how to interact with women from women like Cardi B, Little Kim, Nicki Minaj. And so when so when will Charles Blow write that council piece? Uh, he says, hint, he won't, because you would all rather believe a cartoon influenced men but not real live women, just keeping it real. Go ahead, Shelly. That's, again, your comments and reference, and it fits perfect for this morning's discussion question. Well, really, um, the, the, it comes from, for those of you, Charles Blow, had, uh, the writer, opinion writer for the New York Times, had written an article Talking about Pepe Le Pew and with the um, <clears throat> with the uh, the other cat, um, two things are important to note here. That cartoon wasn't necessarily about Pepe Le Pew; it was about his smell. And and she wasn't a skunk. He thought she was a skunk because she had a white paint had spilled on her back. So he's thinking he's talking to another skunk. So there's all kinds of things there. But really, it was a cartoon. Um, and we're not, you know, unless unless you're going to believe that cartoons somehow um, uh, have this effect on men on how we're going to interact with women because Pepe Le Pew, you know, grabs a woman and she's pushing away and he's still holding her, that we are going to go do that also. Um, it, it's not realistic. However, real people do set um, set set uh, uh, set uh, expectations or can influence culture, i.e. there's singers here. And if it's female empowerment, the question I want to ask, because I've heard this female empowerment thing, I want to ask my sisters, how is a song called Wet Ass P Word about female empowerment when there's no lines in the entire song that talk about female empowerment. The whole female empowerment line, that whole narrative, came from the marketing of the song. When the song came out, the the writers wrote that it was about female empowerment. I'm not understanding how women want to be empowered by a song like that 
when another generation of women were empowered by I Will Survive or I'm Every Woman or think songs like that, um, not wet-ass P-word. And I'm just thinking to myself, how is that empowering? To me, it would be insulting to a woman to think that I'm empowered by my wet-ass P-word. Like, I don't want to be empowered by my very average-sized penis, you know what I mean? So why why would you think that the song, wet-ass I don't understand what the female empowerment, how that is an argument for this particular song, when there's not a lyric in it that talks about empowering, unless you're saying it's empowering because you can use it to get men to give you money. So I'd like to ask my sisters that, but my, my comment came from the fact that it was a cartoon versus real people. Um, April, would you like to answer his question? Again, glad to have you. Hey, what we got to keep us in check. What you got? Hey, April, how are you, my sister? I'm well, dear. How are you? Good, good. So I'll answer your question. Uh, the lyrics are more of a directive to uh, telling the man how they want to be pleased sexually. They, it's every aspect of those lyrics. I, I know that they are a bit trash. Yes, they are. But they're very direct, not just about giving them money, but telling them how to have sex with them. I, obviously, I can't say the exact words. But if you listen to the lyrics, it's very, very uh, instructional. As to you can say the exact words. We're not politically correct, by the way, but go ahead. Um, you know, we're not on regular radio like Shelly. Oh man! If you listen to if you listen to Megan's lyrics, where she's literally telling him exactly what to do, what she's going to do in return, and how she expects to feel when they're done, it is direction about how to please them sexually. So I think that's extremely empowering to tell the man instead of just laying there and uh, being there solely for his pleasure. But the idea that women actually like sex and we have the ability to voice what we want, right, to our partner, and explain that directly. But there's another aspect, too, that we're missing on uh, on poor little Pepe. And there were several times, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there were several times where he kept going and going and going. At a certain point, he just got her into this. She just said, all right, all right, fine. And he just like, yay, I win, right? He, he, he didn't always walk away 100% rejected. If he just kept pursuing enough, he would break her will down. And she'd say, all right, fine, you're never going to leave me alone, fine, fine. And on top of that, there was a reversal of roles once. Something happened where his stitch went away. I don't know if he had fought, fallen into a tub mm-hmm. or something, but it made the funk go away. Mm-hmm. You guys remember this one? And she got attached to him. She she fell in love and she was chasing him down. And all of a sudden he started understanding what it felt like to constantly be pursued and you weren't interested. So I definitely recall that, April. Here's my thought, thought, though. I'm with Shelly from this standpoint. It had no influence on me in what I would do as an adult. Like, like, I'm talking about just as simple as that. And for me, it's not even about defending Pepe Le Pew. Like, let me just make this, see if I can make this as clear as possible. It ain't even about defending the – I'm okay with Disney saying we're no longer, you know, in a sense well, – I guess what I'm saying is – let me try to get this as most one. I don't think it has the influence for one, so I agree with Shelly from that standpoint. The other part 
is I don't understand the, in a sense the public display to do this. I I would say okay if they play this character no longer fits into what they want to do. I think it should just fade away in in, in infamy, not be announced. Like I don't understand the announcement. That's what it seems like. It's an you know an, an attachment to something other than just no longer showing that character. Like to the the the, the symbolism of needing to cancel is a I can admit is alarming to 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 me. But I'm not saying I know what it is. But that it doesn't seem to just simply be we're no longer going to use these characters, which in my opinion is what it might or should have been. Any thoughts to that before we go to another caller? Uh, yeah, a uh, couple. Uh, so two things. Uh, target demographic, right? The target demographic for cartoons is kids. The target demographic for uh, WAP is 18 and over. So no, two uh, very different target demographics there. So uh, you know, parents are going to have to monitor what their children have accessibility to and control what's going on in their home. And uh, secondly... When, and I'm kind of going into my little professional bag here. When it comes to change management, right, that Space Jam movie is classic. And if you just took it out, people are going to ask questions. What happened to Pepe the Pew? He was part of the first movie. What happened? So they were going to have to address the fact that he wasn't there. In the same way that they had to address that they changed the way Lola was dressed, yeah, initially back uh, when the movie came out, she was a little more sexy, uh, had more curves, obviously showed a lot more of her body, especially in cleavage. And now, you know, she's dressed in... Uh, uh, she looks like a boy. I don't mean to cut you off, but let's be clear. She looks like a boy. <laughs> She looks, she looks, she looks like, like a little boy. The right, exactly right. And but you can't, you can't. And I don't mean to cut you off, sister, but I've been listening because I've been on hold listening, you know, um, to the show. You 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 can't juxtapose and say women have have female empowerment by telling men how to have sex with them, and then tell me that we're going to desexualize the women cartoon figure because we want to make women less sexual. Like, we, we can't have it both ways. We can't have a sexually explicit song be a representative of female empowerment and say, oh, how wonderful that is, and then have a cartoon desexualize a female's character, which is an important character in the movie, and make her look like a boy or, or a gay girl, um, and then say, oh, we don't want women to be over-sexualized. Like, it, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a hypocrisy that we all are reacting to. And I also want to say this. Um, our reaction, my reaction, is a reaction more so to everything going on. This is just a small part of it, and that's what people are reacting to. It's not necessarily anybody cares that Pepe Le Pew is being canceled or not canceled. It's just that we are living in a society now where everyone's changing st stupid little things for these overtly and very broad concepts of sex and women and relationships and black and white and race and all of that. And everyone's looking at it and it's utterly absurd what's going on. Um, and this is just a small part of it. Um, I, I did want to say that, but, but oh yeah, I apologize. Well, no, it's context that I thought needed to be brought to it. We are kind of at the top of the hour. Um, about we got about a minute. If you want to say something, you know, kind of I'll give you a minute, um, April, to to get in those response, and we can continue after the break. Plus, I got two callers, so the callers we will get to y'all come out of the break. But April, if you, if you want to say something, kind of take us into the top of the hour break. Go ahead, Queen. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'll go back to what we just initially said, right? You guys said that it's a cartoon, and uh, that cartoon is targetedly target demographic is children, right? Why not? That, that, that is a women's empowerment for folks that are 18 and up, telling 18 and up folks how to have sex with them because they have the right to do so. Um, I don't know if uh, we are going to be in mass watching Space Jam. That the, term, the target demographic is children. And I don't expect a five-year-old to go to another five-year-old and say, this is what I expect you to do to me. Yeah, I'll, I can say I'm kind of struggling with that perspective, but we are at the top of the break, so I'll kind of ask you a couple of questions but we and get to the callers. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Next Dialogue Talk Show. All I ask is that you think. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host April Bond. Enjoy that cut, rough patch from Taylor Pace, Square Business Entertainment, our longtime sponsor. He keeps us laced with the good R&B music. Definitely appreciate their sponsorship. Uh, this morning's discussion question, Society 2021, cancel a Disney character, celebrate WAP, where are we headed? Got Brother Piaki on the line as well. I'll get to you in a second here. And so I just, um, I, I, again, I was taking some things I saw on social media, and I think what I'm about to read highlights um, and, and where, I, where I'm a little, where I am in agreement with Shelley, 
when he says it's, it's kind of like the overall ridiculousness of it. Because again, I'm not caring to. I mean, I, I enjoy the character Pepe Le Pew, but again, as a boy, I felt like that's the exact opposite of what you should have. At least, it, it, but again, it still wasn't an influence on how I acted. Um, but here was a comment that I, I put up on MD Fun Fridays, which we put up things that uh, you know try to make you laugh. And it was this one comment that said. Uh, it was a meme that said, goodbye, Peppy. Here it is. Why? Here is why the longtime Looney Tune character was canceled. And somebody responded, I'm glad he was canceled. And my child, children are safe. Now my son can get back to playing Grand Theft Auto, where he just set a hooker on fire so he don't, didn't have to pay her. Like, that, that comment speaks to the ridiculousness of it, in my opinion. Um, any thoughts on that? Um, April, and I'll let um, Shelly respond before we go to Brother Bianchi. Hold on one second, Queen. I got to get you live. Sorry about that. All right, go ahead, Queen. No problem. Um, yeah, uh, my thought on that is that those are different companies. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna decide how they align to uh, the changes in society at their own pace. Uh, so. Uh, you can't look at uh, whomever is manufacturing well, the see, video I'm, games. I'm struggling when you go there because I'm not asking right? about which companies are in control of it. I'm just talking about just the concept of like, like forget which. Uh, yeah, I get that the companies can do what they want to do. That I get that part. Yeah, you can't, but I'm you just can't saying like the, that they're not going to change it. Yeah, but I'm should, not trying to control the companies. I'm just right. Well, we're not trying to control the companies. The question that I'm trying, I guess, that I'm trying to ask is. I, I see the ridiculousness in the meme with a guy saying, I'm glad, you know, he's being obviously being sarcastic as hell to say, I'm glad Pepe's canceled and, and that, that my children are now safe. And then obviously saying he could play Grand Grand. And so I'm not asking about what Grand Auto Death does, but the, the, the ridiculousness that I'm asking about is kind of saying, is it kind of a useless form of symbolism that doesn't lead to anything is kind of where what I get out of that and that's what I guess what I'm asking about is it a, not a useless like the, the idea of even counseling this is it not useless and being used in an ineffective way is kind of I guess what I'm asking yeah and, and what I'm saying is that it's anecdotal right and there can be both <laughs> you can't you can say and make this small little step, even if it is does feel like it's symbolic, that's the right thing to do for your company, and uh, still know that what's going on with Grand Theft Auto probably is a little more um, impactful as far as, like, violence and what it's reinforcing or the concept. Basically. Like, you can do both. And even more gotcha. so, I, I was pretty sure that the demographic for that was, what, 17 and up, 16 and up? Mm -hmm. Not a five-year-old, right? No, that makes sense. For Grand Theft Auto. Who has five-year-olds playing Grand Theft Auto? Um, Shelly, any thoughts before I go to Brother Pianchi? Uh, I'm sorry, let me get you live too, King. Sorry about that. Oh, uh, you good to go now. Sorry. Yeah, the, uh, the, the issue about cartoons, historically, cartoons were actually a, for adults. Um, they used to be played at movie theaters in between the, the, the main features. And um, so they were... They were not necessarily designed for kids. They were actually designed for uh, for adults. In the, in the, in the um, excuse me, 
in the idea of Pepe Le Pew, um, these were all adult themes in cartoons, and then they started playing cartoons on television for kids and all of that stuff, uh, and then kids watched them. Um, but to the point about WAP's, WAP's target audience, hip-hop as a business um, business model, hip-hop, or, or I'm sorry, not hip-hop solely, but popular music, um, the target audience for popular music is really 13, 14 to 24. Um, that's kind of the target audience. If you look at a station like V103, their demos are strong 12 to 24, and then 25 to 54. Um, but the, 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 that younger audience below 18 is a very strong demo for kids, um, and it's to be consumed by kids. Um, and that's why a lot of people are have always been so outraged about the, the explicit nature of popular music and the lyrics because they know kids are consuming it. And the kids are not consuming it simply because it's not targeted to them. It's being consumed by them because it's there. Um, and the radio stations play these songs and kids can readily receive them just like if they turn on TV. To the man's screen at that point the man was making, Grand Theft Auto is, has to be purchased by the parent to play for the kid to play, in, uh, juxtaposed to the cartoon that just appears on free carry TV. Um, so when I saw that meme, that's the first thought I had. But if you have a parent, you bought that for your, for your kid, then that's on you. Um, that's not on Pepe Le Pew so much. Um, but, I, 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 you know, I, I just think that we're in a ridiculous time where there's a, there's, a, there's a broad political spectrum of people that feel that, that America or culture has to change so far and so quickly that, that um, we are now going to just shift our thought patterns um, to, to appease and to, to ameliorate um, people because something is offensive to somebody. Um, and then that's what I think people are pushing back on when they see a Pepe Le Pew. I'll give you a perfect example. The Muppets just added a black father and son to the Muppets. And this whole idea that the Muppets now are inclusive, uh, I mean, that Sesame Street is now inclusive because they have two black Muppets. Well, a lot of us, myself included, feel that's just absolutely absurd because the Muppets were never seen as white people. They were Muppets. Big Bird was never seen as a white bird. It was seen as a big, giant, yellow, goofy bird. Um, and so to include to a black father and a black son to explain racism to kids on Sesame Street is not only insulting to me as a black man, but it should be insulting to all of us because they're puppets. But the history of Sesame Street was the original Sesame Street was started um, by Joan Gans Gansley, Gansler, I think, um, for underprivileged kids. And it had a black, real black family in it, the Robinsons. There was a mother, a father, and an adopted son named Miles. And there were black humans on there to explain racism and stuff. So why would you use puppets now to explain racism to kids um, and call it inclusivity? Those are the kind of things that we're pushing back on. Those are the kind of things that I see that this is just completely absurd world that we're living in where we're ignoring real issues in our communities whether it's black, white, it doesn't matter and we're latching on to these low-hanging fruit issues that are not really issues that anybody's ever really thought of were problems. No one ever saw Pepe Le Pew as a problem but then you bring it out there and you say he is a problem and then everyone jumps up and down and says yes, he's pushing back against the will of women. My wife wasn't necessarily the easiest thing for me, for me to marry. She played very hard to get. I had to do a lot of work 
I can't. She no. I'm not going to turn around and say I overcame her will by pressing her and, and calling her and trying to get her to go out with me constantly until she succumbed to my will. No, I was pursuing a woman. That's what it happened. If you're saying now that overcoming the will of a woman is pursuing someone that's not interested and you keep doing it until you overcome her will. I mean, I would think that's what it's supposed to be. You guys are not supposed to willingly say, yes, I'll give you my body right now just because you asked. You're supposed to play hard to get, and I'm supposed to chase you, and I'm supposed to pursue you, and I'm supposed to try and try and try and try until, I, until I've convinced you that I'm the man of your dreams. Not that you're supposed to just because you're empowered say, oh, yes, Shelly, I'll give it everything to you right now. I met you on the first date. It's all yours because I don't want to feel like you overcame my will of me saying no. No, you're supposed to say no. You're supposed to say no a thousand times until the guy gets you to say yes. And that's because you want to say yes, not because I've overcome your will. I think we're, I think really we're overanalyzing everything now to the point where it's becoming absurd. And so for me, the dialogue is worth putting a stop to be, you know, if, if that makes sense, like, like, let's at least put some perspective instead of just falling and rolling with everything. Uh, any thought on that, April? And I'm definitely going to Brother Pianchi after you give your response. A um, little bit. Um, in in terms of, uh, like, pursuing a woman, right, um, there's a difference between someone asking you out, right, and you say no, and you check again, versus trying to put your mouth on her <laughs> and kiss her or hold her or violate her physically and personally until she finally says, I oh, will forget it. You can find, I'll finally go out with you after you've already stolen a thousand kisses and pushed me up on you and I didn't want you to touch me or grab my backside or anything like that. I think that that's a world of difference there. And um, I, I would also say that, you know, we've had this argument about the influence of music on our culture and children for I don't know how long, right? Many, many, many generations. We were saying it back with Josephine Baker. We were saying it back with Betsy. We were saying it with Millie Jackson, right? We were saying it with Shirley Murdoch. Remember the big controversy of As We Lay? Oh, my God, everybody's going to be singing this song. This is so inappropriate for children. I'm sitting here as somebody that whose first concert at 13 years old was two live crew. I'm not out here sliding down poles or popping it for everybody to see. And even if I did, that would totally be my right to do so because I'm a grown-ass woman. But I'm not going to sit and say our society is is horrible and and failing because 13-year-olds were exposed to two life proof. There are so many other factors, I mean, <laughs> so many other factors into the outcomes of children and individuals, right, that this would probably be the least of anyone's concern. Can it be an influence? Uh, not at large or grand scale. I would suspect that the largest influence outside of whether or not there's any level of stability in the home economically or even family-wise, but the stability of the school system, the access to education that they have, and the opportunities that are presented to them that would allow us to determine what those outcomes are going to be. I'm not going to look at Cardi B or Megan and say, well, this girl uh, decided she was going to start selling her cooch for $40 uh, because they listen to WAP. 
Well, actually, uh, let us talk ourselves to the break. Sorry, Brother Pianchi. I promise you I'm coming to the callers out of break. I got two callers on the line. If you want to get in on this morning's discussion, 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. You do have to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. We all go into the callers coming out of the break. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. If you are a small business owner, do you and your accountant implement a tax strategy to pay quarterly taxes throughout the year, or do you wait until the end of year during tax season to write off all expenses to lower your taxable income? If this is you, stop. Call Bennett Tax and Accounting today. With over 15 years of experience working with major companies, this boutique firm has opened up to show small business owners how to strategize like the major companies and position themselves for growth with not only effective tax strategies, but also specializing in new business formation, bookkeeping services, cash flow management, payroll, and business evaluation to secure bank finance. Basically, all the things you need but have kept putting off. Well, those days are over. Bennett Tax and Accounting to the rescue. Contact them at 770-545-2145 and ask for run. Again, 770 770- Five four five two one four five, and let them save you from yourself. Bennett Tax and Accounting. If you are a small business owner and you're still trying to get your accountant situation in order, definitely go through Run. Brother Hand walks you through getting your things in order so that you can not only handle the tax people, but just ensure that you are doing all of your business properly business proper, properly and able to scale your business if you are a new business. So definitely check out Business Tax and Accounting. This morning's discussion question, Society 2021, cancel a Disney character, celebrate WAP. Where are we headed? Got Brother Pianchi out of St. Louis on the line. Let's get to that, Brother. You live on the air with Brother Pianchi. What you got for us? Thanks for calling in, King. Hey, what's going on? I was going to tell you guess your your co-host there that uh, those throwing yourself on works both ways you got females out here that do do the same thing twerking up against a man's crowd sitting in his lap so on so on so on so, oh yeah they do you, yeah, and you have every right to say uh, don't cross my physical boundaries right that, that having boundaries on your person definitely works both ways yeah, and Montoya, you got a lot of noise. It sounds like somebody's got their line open. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm hearing. I'm trying to work with it as well. I've noticed that for the controller this morning. That might be me. Yeah, I've noticed that for the. I noticed that for several weeks with you. But well, let me say this, all oh, okay. uh, Pepe. Uh, Disney have a right to do what they want to with their characters. But here's an opportunity for African Americans and any other ethnic group to come out with a characters that they think is suitable for what's their true seat. You know, the lady made mention that trans, that homosexual, that don't throw themselves on the people. Well, that's just not true. You know, you can go back to 2000 when in Massachusetts they had the infamous Fiskate Conference where they had bus children into a public school as young as 12 and was presenting them with homosexual content and like on topics whether I should swallow or spit out or talking about fisting F-I-S-T-I-N-G and uh, the person 
organization with Glensen, G-L-S-E-N, and the co-founder or the founder was Kevin Jennings, Kevin Jennings, who Obama appointed as his safe school czar when he was elected. Now, you know, Kevin, I'm sorry, Montoya, I worked with a group that brought an African-centered school in the St. Louis Public School District. They turned it into what they wanted to have. And this group of parents went in one Saturday and went in the library and went through every book in the library and what they thought was not appropriate for their children. They threw it out. Any books with homosexual content, any books that had animals and trees and objects talking and acting out like humans, I didn't allow my kids to be involved with those sorts of things. So there are parents that's fighting back, and I think that parents should have a right to know what it is that their children are getting involved with. You remember, the, you remember when they used to have the ratings for TV shows like G and PR and X? Mm-hmm. You remember that? They need to bring that back. Thank you. Yes. They need to bring that back because they, they, they would rate a show as general audience. They would rate a show as parental mm-hmm. guidance, mm-hmm. and they would rate it X. That. that needs to be brought back today because if you have a program that's going to show content, whether it's homosexuality or killing animals, the parents should be able to, to be notified before they get into the movie. You know, it's something else when you're sitting there watching a movie with your children, all of a sudden you got to take the two hands you got and try to cover both ears and both eyes. So, uh, and these, there's another thing that's coming out. They got these transsexual dolls. I just sent you an email showing you two different cases. They got books out like Mommy's, Have, Mommy's Having an Abortion. I mean, come on now. They got an abortion Barbie. You know, and rich people are evil. You know, if you got these drag queens that's in the library in public schools, reading the kindergarten and wilding around on the floor with them. Do you really want that for your children? I imagine some people do. But here's the point. Those who do not should have the right, without being ridiculed, to say, no, my child is not going to participate in this. And you should have the right to speak out against your child as as young as 13 and 14 wanting to have a uh, gender reassignment a girl, without the judge wanting to send the father to jail because he speaks out against it and opposes it. Anyway, that's what I want to say. Well, you know, you are number one caller, so I used to give you more time. So you got it all out. Appreciate you, brother Pianchi. Um, April, I'll Thank you, you, sir. Um, give a response. As you have no problem, I'll let you get you and Shelley give a quick response. We do have another caller, so if y'all both can keep your comments short. I mean, again, uh, it, it's not as if transgender people weren't always around and non-binary people weren't always around or gay folks weren't always around and they're part of our community and I've not yet as strongly as I'm hearing the hotepery here what I've not heard is anyone say anything about uh, books (laughs) if he's he is definitely non-binary, androgynous. No one says anything about him because he's cool, right? No one ever says anything about that. But now all of a sudden, we can't we can't have a, a trans person uh, read a book to kids. How in the world are they exposed? There's no level of 
sexual intent or exposure from reading a book to a child. You know, like, it's what they're wanting is visibility. And I don't have to uh, be personally impacted by that to at least have empathy for it. I think that it's more than fair to say that if you have made decisions to live in what you feel is your truth, then that's more than fine. But we certainly can't sit here and act as if that hasn't been embedded in any form of our art, music, literature, uh, or any other illustrative expression for as long as humans have existed, including religion. It's in every aspect of it. The the issue that I, I think we're having, Shelley which I said I earlier, let me let is Shelley the in accessibility so the of it. Uh, um, Shelly, um, your thoughts, and then I'm going to go to the next caller. Go ahead, brother. I got you live now. Um, um, hmm. Wow, there's so much to unpack there. The brother, the brother comments represents what's going on in our society. Um, as to the drag queen, I, I'm not sure. Is it necessary to expose five-year-olds to sexualities and different genders and different thought processes? I'm not sure if that's if that's necessary. Uh, a five-year-old's in a house with a mom, preferably a mom and a dad, whether it's two moms, two dads, whatever, that's fine, too. But why does a five-year-old have to be read to by a man dressed as a woman to expose a five-year-old to, to gender uh, to gender options or gender choices or gender whatever it is called? Why is that, why is that even necessary? It's a five-year-old. It's a book being read. You know, my lodge, we, we, we adopted a elementary school, Drew Elementary School, and we have a reading day with them. A bunch of brothers go in, and one of the things that the brothers are told by a worshipful master is wear your, wear your suits. You know, even if you're a working class man who works with his hands and you have a blue collar uniform, wear your Masonic suits when you come read to these kids. So these kids are seeing men in suits and ties and dressed to the nines reading to them. But why do we need drag queens reading to kids? I, I just, I, the, the whole concept of exposing five-year-olds to men dressed as women escapes me. Why is it necessary? If you want to do that in high school, if you want to do that in some other same places, are fine, but why elementary school? And these, and these guys, it's been shown, several of them have been arrested because... Um, they have sexual um, uh, 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 cases brought to the court, or they've had had sexual cases in terms of child pornography and things like that. So one, you're exposed to get less to a drag queen, but to a form of felon. Um, number two, several of them have gone there and they've worn dresses with their um, with their genitals exposed in the dress while they're sitting there with the kids. And so this is all unnecessary, but we're doing it out of some loss, some 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 confused concept of this is right because these are people too. Well, they are people too. No one's saying they're not. But why do five-year-olds need to see that? And, and I think that's what all of us are seeing, these kinds of things where 1% of the population is drag queens here exposing five-year-olds to 1% of the population to say they're people too. Which it's unnecessary. Why do they need to be read to by a man dressed as a woman? Why can't they just be read to by the librarian or another parent or a, a fireman 
or a police officer or a teacher or someone like that? Why does it have to be tragic? Let me get to the caller, Shelly. Uh, thank you for your thoughts. Let me jump to the caller. Area code 678-3243. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Good morning. Uh, this is Jason Warner out of Atlanta. What's up, Kings? What's up, Kings and Queens? Uh, real quick. I appreciate you, King. To the, uh, to the, to, to just to the comment, I think part of the things that we're missing and what I think uh, the Queen has been trying to push throughout the conversation is that we have to go back to parenting, right? So, yes, children who are supposed to watch cartoons will have challenges I figuring out what's right and wrong. So Pepper Le Pew, hey, they're going to be exposed to it. They have a G rating. They still do, uh, as Brother Piaki asked, every single show has a rating, and it comes up. It may not be. If you look at the top right of the screen every day, they have it. Just have Watts, Cardi B, and Megan Stallion. I mean, the Grammys have a mature audience, and they on that, and we as parents have to get back to parenting and say, this is not appropriate for my child. I remember when I was growing up, my parents stuck to, hey, you're not 13, you can't watch PG-13. You're not at, of age, you can't watch these mature things, and we have to get back to that. A G-rated cartoon that is influencing and showing children this is the way to act, I mean, in my opinion, it's okay to remove it. Nah, fair enough. Um, April, I'll go ahead and let you respond to um, Jason. Um, yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. It, it should be uh, based on the choices of the household. If, if the parent is deciding that they feel like their five-year-old is mature enough to listen to walk, uh, we probably should have discussions with the parent in the same way that you know, they're, they're watching cartoon or allowing their child to watch the cartoon, you would hope that there, the discussion is being had as to how they're processing things and what they're processing. And I'll take it back. My children are, uh, they will be 18 and 23 in September. And when they were little, some of their favorite cartoons came on Cartoon Network. And I sat and watched every cartoon with them. And a lot of them were certainly not, especially SpongeBob. They had a lot of adult content in it that I knew the jokes were going over their head, uh, but I would explain it to them a little bit later. They'd say, well, what was that? What did that mean? What was that? And I would explain it to them later. But it's not as if uh, Pepe and any of these other cartoons haven't had adult-laced content in them. And Shelly's absolutely right. That is where it started in the, in the theater when they were transitioning into movies. They were based on adults. But there are some uh, cartoons even now going beyond anything with Disney and Warner Brothers uh, where uh, there is content in the writing where you just know, okay, this might not be 100% appropriate for someone 5, might be better processed for someone 13, or I definitely wouldn't want someone 7 watching this. So you do have to be a little more mindful and active, even now especially, because things that were normal even when we were younger – Cartoons now are, are have treated that as a norm, and it gets a little more specific beyond that. You just can't protect kids 
from everything. You know, we have to lay foundations as a village to what's standardized and what's normalized. I'm not going to tell any parent what they should or should not expose their child to. It's our responsibility to get every child prepared for the real world. And and if we're going to go on that uh, that transgender thing again, we can talk about every edge case in the world. And then back to that, I would say that on the standard, the folks that really come after children tend to be uh, supposedly straight family men that go chasing after children and really become pedophiles and place themselves in situations where they become scoutmasters and volunteers and harm children or close family members. Probability-wise, it's probably not going to be somebody that's transgender doing it. That's edge case. And transgender has absolutely nothing to do with sexuality. And you don't have to be a drag queen to be a transgender person. A drag queen can 100% still identify as a male and just dresses up either because they enjoy it or it's, it's just entertainment, but they live their life as, as men. So they can take the dress off and come in as a suit all day, in a suit all day long. Is that going to be the reality of, of who they are? No, not really. But most of us, um, when we go into certain situations, hey, we dress we where we deem so it's we'll, appropriate. We'll continue, so. we'll continue after the break. We're up against the break. You'll be right back. You're listening to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. Well, all I ask is that you think. Jason, I'm going to keep you on because I got something I'm going to ask all of you when we come out of the break. Hey, where did you get that hat and t shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes. And I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit. And what I like the most is more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Oh, how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies' gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host April Bond. And this morning's discussion question, Society 2021, cancel a Disney character, celebrate WAP. Where are we headed? Uh, I've got special guest Shelly Winter as well as a caller, Jason Warner on the line. If you want to get in, you have to call in at 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646 646- Seven eight seven one six nine one. You have to press one to let us know you want to speak. And so, as I listen to all of this, and I want to get everybody's response to it, um, I definitely agree with the idea of parents. You know, need to parent and kind of control what's being watched and things of that nature. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Um, uh, when the WAP, for example, song first hit, if you will, again, that's this conversation. Um, you know, it's obviously being brought up because it just happened with the Grammys. But when it first hit, uh, me being a diehard hip-hop head most of all, all my life, 
I'm always telling people I'm the same age as hip hop, 47, and I am. So hip hop's 47 years old. Um, but being seeing every rendition of hip hop, I just kind of said to people at the time that WAP came out, and, and to a degree, a lot of the backlash at the time, that, for some of the backlash that, that did come, it seemed to be directed at Cardi B and you know Megan, if you will, and. Um, Obviously, loving hip hop and respecting artists having the right to do whatever they wanted, and and loving and, and being part of that rebel NWA and Public Enemy, you know, loving those rebellious groups and things of that nature. I'm giving all that context to say that there was a time where WAP would have been absolutely the number one club in the strip club because I'm came down and got in the music industry for a little while, and that's where everything was run. Um, in here in the Atlanta music industries, everything is kind of ran through the strip clubs, and so it's absolutely. When I was younger, that song would have been number one in the strip club, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't have been number one on top of the charts. And I'm pointing that moment out to say that I believe there's a space, a place for all of it. And while yes, as parents. We can, you know, try to protect our kids and, you know, make, you know, not have them up at 10 o'clock, as you say, April, uh, watching the Grammys and things of that nature. I'm, I'm saying as we watch WAP being a song that would have been number one in the strip club now be number one in the country, um, that when can society kind of step up and say, uh, you know, too much is too much? When can they step up and do that? And here, here's how I want to put the context, and then I'll let y'all respond. And the context is back to what I was saying in the first hour, April, the, 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 the response of for those who do feel like things are too sexualized. And I'm not, and, and I want to distinguish not the, the group of who's in control. No, there's plenty of us that feel like America has always over-sexualized what they show to our children. And so that group has always pushed back not maybe not with enough money and control to stop it, but that so it's not who's in control of it. It's simply if we have too much sexualization shown to our children, then adding more, can you understand, doesn't seem to be okay. Jason, as the caller, um, let me get your response to that first. Go ahead, brother. Gotcha. So, um, I guess part of it is we've always been sexualized and, and going to the, the standpoint, it, it goes back again to who is managing what we see. I grew up in Miami, two live crew. Um, at the end of the day, if you're, if you're saying, hey, you can't watch that, you can't listen to that, I, when, I drive, when I drive with my kids, and I have four, we don't listen to urban radio or modern radio when I drive with my wife as an adult we may listen to it and I may have on my Spotify or my Pandora and listen to the things that I know is appropriate but I deliberately don't listen to stations that play that type of music I deliberately don't allow my children to watch different things because that's what our responsibility is I think the challenge is in that is we cannot we cannot kind of control adult behavior and say, oh, we need to cancel a WAP, we need to cancel a Tube Live Crew, we need to cancel a David Banner, all these different, that, that put sexualized music when it's for adults. For children, when you are exposed again, think over and over again, 
you can make different decisions. And when you see this is okay, and we see that I think behavior is learned. So if you expose children to Sesame Street and to, to, to Looney Tunes and all these different things, they see, and you see children mimic behaviors that they see on cartoons, that they see in real life, and that they see in TV. So I think the point is kind of off when we're talking about a grown man doing what they're doing. We're talking about children learning this behavior over years to say that that is okay because this is what we're doing. We see that white men doing negative behaviors and their children as white men continue to do these negative behaviors because it's, oh, my daddy did it, my daddy's daddy did it, and my daddy's daddy's daddy did it. So we have to be understanding of the fact that if you continue to see something that is inappropriate for children and go to that, I guess, adult space, you'll have that challenge. And to the point about Grand Theft Auto, it's rated NC-17. Like, you can't, a kid can't even go to the store and purchase it. Their parent has to purchase yeah, that. I, yeah, so I'm going to let, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't, I don't know, I don't think, I don't, I don't think I'm conveying my question that clear because, Having the designations has nothing to do with what I think I'm trying to address. And I'm, when I say address, I'm not even talking about what's being counseled or not. I'm just talking about the concept of if WAP, if we understand that WAP would have been number one in the strip club and now it's number one on the charts, I'm just saying, isn't that some type of transition that are you telling me the only answer is just don't show it to your kids? That's, I don't know if that's, I don't know if, does that make more sense? I, I hear what you're saying, but like growing up, um, Two Live Crew was on Urban Radio in Miami as number there one. There you go. Absolutely, that's like, and that's so like much so that they definitely were number one overall too. So they got I the government's just, attention. It's just again, I think it's right, but I don't of, think that's okay. Like, that's what y'all are missing. I don't think I don't think that that was okay. So that's why. I, that's what I don't, so I don't understand why that's the point, because I'm saying to sexualize, that was a problem. So now, if I think that's a problem, your response is not responding to me. Um, Shelly, any thoughts on okay, that real so, quick, brother? Let me let, let, me let Shelly jump back in right quick. All right, go ahead, King. I got you live. Um, um, I, I think, let me tell you something. Years ago, um, hip-hop made, I, and, and I was around, um, so I, if you don't mind me just taking a little leeway with a little time, Montoya, I'll try and be quick as I can. Years ago, C. Dolores Tucker, who was a hero to me, um, God rest her soul, <clears throat> when hip-hop took a turn towards super, super explicit lyrics about violence, drugs, demonizing women, all that stuff, C. Dolores Tucker went on a crusade as a black woman, by the way, um, to challenge the record labels who was putting these, this music out. Joining her was um, uh, the vice president of the United States, what's his name, the guy that couldn't spell potato, I forgot his name now, um, and his wife, and also Tipper Gore. And the reaction from our community, um, by and large, was not to take up that mantra of C. Dolores Tucker or challenging these lyrics. Um, the mantra, that, that what came from the hip-hop community, they called it a B-word, Tupac famously said, called it a B-word, Ice Cube called her names, um, and this was a black woman now, I mind you, and I remember in Harlem, they had uh, her and Calvin Butts, the reverend of Abyssinia Baptist Church, right in front of my grandfather's house, they put a bunch of TVs in the middle of the street and took a steamroller to them at a press conference, and... Um, and this was a real, this could have been a turning point in our community and the culture of black people 
But in instead, the corporatization of the music industry ran her out of town. They said she was uh, extorting money and she was trying to make money and this was not a real issue. No one cared. Um, and Michael Eric Dyson then went on TV and said Ice Cube and NWA are just CNN reporting from the streets what's really going on. And our culture took a turn from that point. <clears throat> Gang culture exploded. Drug selling culture exploded. <clears throat> Violence exploded. It really took a real turn. And so what's happening now is a lot of people like myself, we're seeing songs like WAP come out, and we're seeing another turn taken. Nas, Little Nas X just put out a, a video. Um, he's got a shoe that just dropped today called um, a, a Satan shoe. It's got the pentagram as a as a as a logo hanging off the a thing, and there's one per, one drop of human blood in the soles of the shoe, um, and there's 666 pair. So we're seeing our culture take a turn once again, and there's a lot of us who see history, seeing history, don't want history repeated, and we're shouting, but we don't have we're we're shouting not loud enough because there's so many excuses built into that. Oh, it's the parents. Well, how can it be the parents' duty in a black culture when so many of our homes are single-parent homes? Well, where are the parents? You can't say the parents' job to raise their children and then scream about single-parent households. We can't say it's the parents' job to raise our... You can't say that white men see white kids, white kids see white men do evil things and they do it too, and then say that a, a, a rapper who raps about gang violence, that kids are not going to do that either. So, you know what I mean? I think that we are just adults now that we're seeing society take a turn and how that effect is going to be on our our kids, and we're trying to stop it. Um, and that's all, that's that's really all that's going on here. And the thing is, Pope, uh, and our frustration is pointing to Pepe Le Pew. It's not what's troubling our children. Pepe Le Pew is not doing the damage to our children that WAP is doing. Um, Jason, I'm gonna get you get get you a quick response before we let you go, brother. Yeah, I just I, I think I think too that so Charlie, I don't disagree that we need to 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 have different behavior in our community. Don't disagree. I think that we have to to manage the adult content that our children are engaged with. Yeah. So when you have opportunities, you can't you can't watch everything, right? So if it's rated G and you're saying I want my kids there, I, I don't I don't think that the WAP song is a, an amazing song, right? To walk to to for kids to listen to. So my kids don't listen to it. And if I'm mentoring kids, I have to talk to them about what these images are going in. I'm not saying that the Ice Cubes and the Tupacs and the Biggie and all the the older hip hop was empowering to our youth, what I'm saying is we have to, as a community, say what's appropriate as entertainment to watch and be and let those rating systems allow us to say, man, at least if they're watching a G-rated or a PG-rated segment, that it, it, will, it will have all the quote-unquote society morals and norms in there to help us in the process. So I don't, I, I don't, I'm not saying that I disagree that we're over sexualized. I don't say that I disagree that there, there are some things that are probably morally wrong with the process, but when we, have a, when we make it, allow adults to make adult decisions versus having kids to make adult decisions about what they watch, that's where the challenge changes. 
Yeah. All right. Thank you for your three cents, King. We are up against the last break. Thanks a lot for calling in. Listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We'll be right back. If you want to get in on this last segment, 646-787-1691. You must press 1 to let us know you want to speak. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. Become a sponsor of what we're doing. Uh, please contact me directly at 404-604-9477 or go to mentaldialogue.com as an individual and become a member of what we're doing. Keep us on the air, the return of intelligent radio. Again, as we have hard conversations about race, sex, gender, and this morning's discussion question is quite that doozy. Society 2021, cancel a Disney character, celebrate WAP. Where are we headed? Special guest co-host April Bond. We had special guest Shelly Winter on. I think the brother may have dropped by accident, so I didn't get to get his thoughts in reference to what we were just talking about. Um, but April, I'll definitely um, let you respond. I'll just say that, um, as I heard on the tail end of what Jason is talking about, like I, I don't know that talking about what the parents specifically should do has much to do with, um, um, like I think what he, I think Jason may have said it, the process or, or like or like when y'all were both saying that two live crew is number one, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not being clear, but. I'm not saying the two live crew, crew being number one was okay, and I'm just saying that are we not willing to say that, hey, the fact that this – I don't think we're headed in a better direction, and so that if we, in a sense, continue down this path, it'll be a whole situation where, um, you know, like 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 the example that um, Shelly just talked about, uh, you know, I guess some new sailing shoe with a drop of blood and things of this nature. Um, I always felt like everything, there's a time and place for everything. I'm saying that I feel like there is a push for mainstreaming, the mainstreaming of ideas, and that we're living in a world where it's going to be told you you, you have to accept it. Uh, do y'all not, in a sense, see us headed in that direction? Because I feel like that's a part of it, regardless of whether you see it or not. I don't know if that makes sense, but, again, what is your thoughts on that, Queen? Okay. So I'm going to put on my behavioralist hat and look at two things, outcome, which is just behavioral outcome, and empiricism based on evidence. So if we're saying, first, let's go back to C. Dolores Tucker, right? What was the outcome that she was concerned about? Well, she was concerned about violence and misogyny, right? And the empiricism was the data around her 
Uh, but that may not necessarily have been the root cause, right? If we're talking about how drugs took off and automatic weapons took off and violence took off. I mean, if the CIA is pushing drugs in the community for you to sell, is it really the root cause of uh, NWA playing music that's talking about it as the root cause of what's there? Is it a tenant, right, as something that is uh, an outcome of it? Probably so, right? It stems from it, but may not have been the root cause. But I'm going to ask, what is the outcome that we are concerned about behaviorally from them listening to it that is so concerning to us? Is it teen pregnancy? Because teen pregnancy, especially for black folks, for all, has been down significantly. The lowest in the last 10 years was in 2019. And for black folks, teen pregnancy rates are down 60%. So it can't be that. There's no empiricism, right, no evidence that's really slated to saying that having this type of music around for the last 10 years has been affecting how much sex they're having and getting pregnant, right? So what actually is our true concern? What's the outcome here that we're wanting to um, manage that we feel is so concerning? Okay. So that, like that, that's a good question. And like you said, I love how you're applying, like, and I think that's always the best way to do it, right? Apply, apply some appearances. I'm sorry, not saying the word correctly, but applying the empirical evidence is what I mean to apply that to whatever it is we're concerned about. So I think that's very fair. Now, so my question then becomes: so based on what you just said, then do you see how it doesn't make sense that Pepe would get? censored based on what you just said and again i don't care to defend the peppy i'm trying to be as clear as possible about this but i really don't give a damn about the peppy i'm just trying to figure out how is that right based on what you just told me i don't i don't know that i am struggling with connecting how those things go together and i'm not trying to be right i'm trying to understand so the outcome right so i'm putting on the outcome empiricism hat you're looking at Pepe, you would say, I'd be concerned of an outcome of domestic violence or date rape, right, or something that shows a violation of, of women's uh, autonomy over their bodies. Has there been a significant decrease in that over the last 50 years? I've not seen any evidence from the CDC or from Pew Research that says otherwise, but what I have seen, especially on the domestic violence, is for black women particularly, uh, us and our probability of dying most likely is aligned from our partners even more than accidents. So if I'm looking for some level of empiricism for a behavior that I need to manage because I think it has a negative outcome, if I'm looking at, you know, any evidence of misogyny, any evidence of a violation of a, a woman's autonomy for her body, or even men's autonomy over their body, let's not act as if women are the only ones that are impacted from uh, someone's inability to say no, right? I've not seen any evidence of that uh, reducing over time, uh, and that could be several other things that impact that as well, right? Uh, but I think that the the primary issue with um, Pepe, and let's be honest, he's not canceled. If we were looking at the grand scheme of things, he lost a role in a movie. I can still go on HBO right now and pull up all kinds of cartoons from Looney Tunes, and Pepe is still there. He's still freely available on YouTube. So he's not canceled. 
So is it, is it, okay, well, yeah, I mean, the YouTube would be something. But um, when they made that decision, won't, won't, would they not be, what I'm saying, was the decision not to be pulling it like that? I mean, that's what I'm just understanding. They made the decision themselves. So I, I can watch it. Or I've watched Looney Tunes, and I've well, seen yeah, cartoons. Yeah, I'm saying, like, they, they just it. made the decision, like, week. I don't know the, what the process is. Yep, you can watch them on HBO Max. So, okay, so. There. Okay, so based on what you're saying, so it's like, so you still see reason, well, yeah, I guess, you, but you do see, you see reason to cancel the the cartoon, but it's okay to keep the music. Like, I don't, just, they, they just don't seem to fit together. I said that he, he lost a part in a movie. <laughs> he did not yeah, I understand specifically LaPepe still being available. Yeah. I'm just talking about, but earlier you were okay with counseling him. So that's, I mean, yeah, like instead of, you know, I don't, like the specifics of whether you can go get it on YouTube or not. I'm concerned about the evidence of behavior in men not being able to accept no as an answer, i.e. No, I don't understand that. So wouldn't the consistency be to cancel LaPepe and the music? Wouldn't that be consistent with what you're saying or to not what do either? I guess I'm saying, doesn't it, Montoya, isn't it inconsistent? No, Montoya, what I just said is what outcome are you concerned about specifically in their music? If you're saying, hey, it's teen pregnancy, there is no evidence of that. Teen pregnancy has gone down in all demographics, and it has been specifically okay. going down. So let me, let me, let me be a little clearer. I'm saying so applying it to is, all of... Okay, so I'm saying let me be clearer because I'm not specific. I'm not specific to WAP because like like yep. So so I'm not looking at the outcome of WAP. I remember I'm the one that said I didn't think it was okay for for um, two live crew, crew to be number one. So I'm just saying when you think of the the music in general because if you start talking about you know misogyny and you know the, the, the violence not going down, and so I'm just saying to me the, the consistency would be to counsel them both or not to cancel either because I feel like there's a different why? argument it, being made for each one. If the outcomes are different, Montoya, why would that be the case if the outcomes are different? So tell me specifically well, I about the, I, this I don't know how the outcomes music. are different. If you're saying the outcome, like, the, the, like we, we have music have that pushes the same stuff that La, La Pepe Le Pew pushes. No, it right? does not. Do you not have music that does that? <laughs> he, he's pushing his ability as opposed to women pushing what they want based on someone else asking for that requirement, asking what needs to well, happen. Again, I said, so please, I'm not talking about just why. Like you're not, you're missing that I'm saying all of the music, not just why. So I'm not focused what on I just why itself. Montoya, based on all of the music, what is the behavioral outcome that you are concerned about? You got it. You got to be specific. Saying that generally okay. really doesn't. It doesn't get to the point of why you're concerned about it. You're saying this is bad. Why? What is the outcome that is bad? What is it that you're aligning specifically to that that you feel influences it? So, yeah, so, for example, getting getting that type of music, I've never, I've, you know, loving music hip-hop i've never been okay with the music game putting that uh certain specific music into the mainstream like I, I, yeah for me that it, is, it has always been the separation should have in a sense there was underground music and then there was mainstream music so i've always personally i can admit this i've always 
been against uh, certain concepts becoming mainstream, such as the overviolence, the oversexualization of us. Period. And so, yeah, the out, the, yeah. Because so to be the why? outcome is that I, parents I are not. Like go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What do I don't like this because of what impact? What impact are you aligning right, right, to? Okay. Is what I'm saying. I get that right. you're concerned, but they're ha- you're saying this is why. I'm saying why with evidence. What is that aligned to? What is it that your hypothesis is saying that it's doing specifically for damage? That you see a behavior that is aligned to that? That you're feeling feeling like it's feeding into that? What is it? Okay. Well, I was, yeah, I was just using the example that you gave, pregnant. like the examples you gave when you said, I'm sorry, go ahead. We only got about a minute, the but evidence, I'm going to let you go ahead. The evidence that I was talking about was uh, teen pregnancy. That's, that's a specific outcome. That can't be the specific outcome because uh, teen pregnancy has reduced. But we can't say that violence hasn't been reduced. We certainly can't say that race, right, or racy behavior or creepy, over-sexualized men who um, are pressing their will and feeling like women don't have the right to have autonomy over their bodies, we can't see that there's any evidence of that being uh, right? So that's what I'm saying. What specifically, I do see concerns that it has increased. So if it has increased, I would expect that you would want to remove those tenants because that's not something that you would want to reinforce. That is a negative impact on society. With the music in and of itself, what is the specific outcome? I can say with the specific outcome, I don't like rape culture because rape culture harms women, which makes, allows women to experience date rape, right? That's a specific outcome. So I can go look for empiricism saying, hey, well, over this amount of time, this is either increased or decreased. So what I'm asking is, if you're concerned about the music, what is the specific behavioral outcome that concerns you aligned to that impact? Because it can't be teen pregnancy. But I never, it I, isn't I, teen I was, pregnancy, you, you so what is it? I was trying to use them, but you wouldn't let me. We at the end, Queen, though, I respect it. Um, if you will, Queen, um, is there anything you want to get out, get out to anybody that's listening before we go? No, 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 not offhand. I'm uh, just making sure. Just making sure. I didn't know if you were doing anything publicly that you want people to know about. I always take thank you for your time. Um, it's been real. Appreciate you so much, Queen. Uh, we'll catch you the next time we get you on as one of our queens of, uh, of intellect. Appreciate you. See y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think. Okay.